the second day of Downton. But you look into me. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that believes in courage and kindness. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. I can't drive. I'm a goose. I really wish you would disclose to me that you were a goose <laughs> before we got married. Well, you know, I felt like that might turn you against me. You are correct. And now <laughs> I have to find a lawyer. And can you even d- legally divorce a goose in California? <sighs> I don't even know. Honestly, gosh, I'm going to need a very good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome back. Mm-hmm. This is the 12 days of Downton. That's right. This is day two. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything cute in the first one. No, I think we did. Did we? Yeah. I just listened to it the other day. What did we say? We, we said that's a stupid assumption, Baba, and something else. No, I mean like, you know, like uh, seven branches Oh, right. That thing. And... No, no. We didn't do anything yeah. like that. So let's see. The I... first one. Uh, on the first day of Downton, my true love gave to me... Elizabeth McGovern. McGoverning. <laughs> um, Elizabeth McGovern being McG. Yeah. That's cute. McGovern being McG. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll go with that. On the second day of Downton, my true love gave to me two dummies dumbing. <laughs> that is an apt description of Kenneth Branagh's 2015 Cinderella. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we did not much care for it. We really didn't. We went into it expecting it to be perfectly cromulent right middle of the road we know just... you know live action fairy tales uh it's a high degree of difficulty mm-hmm. generally speaking people don't do a great job at it yeah you know it was a disney remake of a disney movie it wasn't going to do anything like too <sighs> yeah, exciting man, or it's like an infinity mirror <laughs> yeah. basically right so you know our, our expectations weren't that high but it certainly failed to meet the them. The screenplay was shockingly bad. Yeah, it just we were just so bored like from the beginning. We wanted to have a good time. Even Kate Blanchett wasn't any good. Yeah. I mean the cast, you've got, you know, Kate Blanchett, Derek Jacoby is in it for crying out loud. Uh Stellan Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård. Who, <laughs> memo to True Blood fans. Alexander Skarsgård is not going to age well. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, Rob Stark Rose, Daisy, um, you know, just all these people. Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell, yeah. A Ben Chaplin. Yeah. Which I feel like I've heard that name, but I don't know what he's done Maybe ever. Maybe so. Um, yeah, and... Just, I don't know when we've been that bored. Yeah. And we couldn't even be angry. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like an angering movie. Right. But it seems like it's only purpose is now to introduce some dramatic tension when your child asks to watch cinderella <laughs> like which one the good one or the horrible one <laughs> right you know there's no songs to liven things up no it was just it sat there the like a pumpkin the attempts at comic relief were you know half-hearted and ineffectual yeah and yeah i mean you know all this effort went into the look and the you know it's all chock full of colors and brightness and all this sort of thing and in service of nothing yeah and and lily james is a perfectly serviceable cinderella Yeah, but but her whole performance is her like mainly going like oh like she's constantly like sighing and gasping about things, right? And but I, mean, I think I think that's true. I think that's kind of unavoidable in the lead of this movie, though, and that's why you need to be putting a bunch of interesting things around her. Well, and not only that. So I felt that there were several stylistic choices that they ripped 
directly from Ever After. No, yeah. Which I looked up and nobody has written a think piece about. <laughs> but it's like just, you know, sort of the the weak attempts to humanize the stepmother. Uh-huh. And the Spanish princess at the ball right. looks exactly like this. Like, I mean, it's very Disney-fied. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's styled exactly in the same way as the Spanish princess mm-hmm. in Ever After. Yeah. And, you know, the meeting on a horse right. thing. Mm-hmm. There was just so much that I felt was so lifted. Yeah. That I'm like, you know, what's his name? Andy Tennant must just be <laughs> like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I did this first and better. And I did it with Drew Barrymore, for God's sake. And they're like, Disney cares not. <laughs> Disney bot destroy. <laughs> Deploying lawyer bots. <laughs> anyway, so I guess yeah. we can get into the Yeah, we'll get into our, our recap here. We'll have more to say about stuff. Yeah, so it starts off with baby Ella hanging out in a field. This was the emotional high point for me. <laughs> I saw a baby. I got excited. Yeah. And then just... Boo, yeah. all downhill from there. So there's all this there's voiceover saying, you know, there was this baby Ella and she was great or whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> as a older child, she's hanging out and talking to animals. That's the thing that she does. Uh her dad comes home from a trip and brings her shoes maybe or else something else. We, yeah, I think it's some shoes. We looked away for like a second. Yeah. We're pretty sure it was shoes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, things are great. Uh, then, in the next scene, as the voiceover says that happiness can't last forever, the mom, Haley Atwell, is like, oh, and just falls over. Yeah, I mean, she goes from, like, singing a lullaby to Ella in bed to walking out the door and just... Just, yeah. Her face goes through the (laughs) Kubler-Ross stages of grief within, like, a millisecond. (laughs) Yeah. No, because what I wrote down was... Mom falls down and dies because it it seemed like that was what had happened. Yeah. In fact, she's not quite dead yet. <laughs> um, she, she's feeling better. <laughs> she is just on her deathbed or her death chaise lounge, and it was uh, a classy way to go. It was. Uh, so she tells Ella to be courageous and kind, and uh, you know, dies. I mean, specifically, she says, "Have courage, be kind." You're right. Uh, spoiler alert: that's going to come up ad nauseum right. for the rest of the interminable what ninety minute runtime of this thing. Yes, in dialogue, much more rarely in actual plot developments yes. or real. Relevance. No, nothing happens in this movie. Yeah, it's like, like it's like gracelessly plotting from one known plot point of Cinderella to the next. Right. No, and, and I you just know, feel and like... Of course, like, oh, you know, there's all these things. Like, oh, the mice, they all have names. Right. Here's this cat. <laughs> like, they <laughs> yeah. have no bearing on the plot whatsoever. Yeah. I, no, I just feel like if this, you know, cast and, you know, art direction and everything else, if they had just written an original, you know, fairy tale... Mm-hmm. Then, Even inspired by Cinderella, sure. we're not picky. Yeah, it's in the public domain. Yeah, inspired by something. I feel like it w- they would have been much better off. But because they were not just tied to the Cinderella story, but the Disney the Cinderella specific, story. Yeah, I mean, you definitely feel like. But that is a good movie. It is. That's a good movie. All of those characters are far more interesting than these characters who were specifically tweaked with to presumably make them more interesting. Right. But literally, the only person who's at all more interesting than she is Mm -hmm. in the cartoon is Cinderella. Yeah. She's the only one who's even remotely kind of interesting. Yeah. And I I was going to say, too, I think the only person that brings anything 
the only actor that transcends their material at all is Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, I was in the kitchen when she came on screen, <laughs> and I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now it's Cinderella is now, or Ella, is now Lily James. Uh, she is reading to her dad, and then... She says it's Mr. Peeps? Right. And, and that I'm she like, likes happy endings. Samuel Peeps? Which seems impossible because this is clearly in a fairy tale land. Right. But I was like, who's Mr. Peeps? Yeah. You mean Mr. Peepers? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love Mr. Peepers. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like he didn't have happy endings either. No. Well, I, it's unclear what his objective <laughs> was. <laughs> Apart from being really upsetting. <laughs> Uh, but then her dad announces that he is going to be marrying a widow of somebody of his. Uh, her dad, by the way, didn't seem that upset when her mom died. Also, real creepy. Yeah, just there's, like weird. There's a weird vibe between him and his daughter. And like, not in like... Yeah, just, but just... Like, he's just like way too invested in her opinions of him. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the adult, man. Yeah. Like, you need to get it together. Yeah. Okay? Uh, spoiler alert, he does not. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so the stepsisters arrive. They are Daisy and someone we don't know. I've never seen this person. Yeah. Her um, name is like Holiday Granger or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and uh, then we meet the stepmother's cat. <laughs> on a leash. <laughs> yeah, on a leash, yes. And the cat... The cat is named Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, first of all, who names their cat Lucifer? Right. Like, cats are already devils. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, who marries a person who named their cat Lucifer? Right. That seems to me like a red flag. Like, I would, if I was out on, if if you're out on, a, like, a, a first date with somebody, and they're like, oh, and I can't wait for you to meet my cat Lucifer, you'd be like, I gotta go to the restroom and just leave. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> Never come <laughs> <Done>. back. <laughs> like, you know... No, I don't think any name for Satan is an acceptable pet name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, unless you're a Satanist. Right. In which but case, then, in which case, most people aren't going to want to date you at all. Right. And in which case, isn't that blasphemous? Shouldn't you save that name for your children at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Satan really ruined the name Lucifer. <laughs> Way to go, Satan. It yeah. means light bringer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the uh, stepmother gets a big reveal, and there she is. It's Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I feel like this entire movie got financed because, like, they wanted to put Kate Blanchett in fabulous outfits. <laughs> and hers are the only ones that are truly fabulous. Mm -hmm. Even Lily James's outfits are kind of junky. Well, her outfits are kind of, you know, they're very, like simple enough to be you know i mean i could she's an ingenue yeah yeah whereas kate blanchett is wearing like some very structured like fashion week wilhelmina slater type things right but like there's whereas, this horrible trend in this kingdom of people wearing <laughs> like clashing patterns like yeah. there's you know their shirt is one pattern and then their bottom is a different pattern and mm -hmm. i'm like I think you do need to marry outside the kingdom, Prince. <laughs> I think you need to get somebody in here who can set a good fashion example. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. It's the, you know, the choices that they made were clearly intentional. There's a consistent aesthetic to the whole thing. But yeah, it's definitely all clashing patterns. The guards in the palace all have outfits that are vertically divided down the middle and are one color on the right and another color on the left. Ugh. I yeah. didn't even notice that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the sisters are real catty about the farmhouse that they're moving into. Stepmom throws a big old gambling party. 
So I guess that's like, could we have a movie that's just about that gambling party? <laughs> that was fun seeming. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of weird friends. Yeah. And like the dad is bummed right. about her. And I'm like, did you not know anything about her? Apparently because not. he was making a whole big deal. When he was telling Ella about it, he was like, maybe I could, do you think I could stand a chance to be happy again? And I was like, this is not who you need to talk to. Right. Was your dead friend the only other person you had to talk to? Is this how your grief is manifesting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ella talks with mice during this gambling party. And they have gender swapped the mouse Jack to be Jacqueline. Ah. So now the mice passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> the dad says he's leaving on a trip. Uh, ominous foreboding. Ella asks for uh, he asks what she wants him to bring back. She wants the first branch that brushes his shoulder, so that all throughout the trip, when he sees the branch, it will remind him of her, and then she'll get it back. And mainly, she just wants him to come back. You know, way to jinx it. Yeah, but he's a merchant. Like right. he's never going to be there for long. Yeah. Also, quit being such a manic pixie dream daughter. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Maybe she was secretly being passive aggressive. It's like now you got to carry that branch everywhere. You can't put that in the overhead bin, <laughs> <laughs> ma'am. You're gonna have to check your branch. <laughs> I don't know why I called him a lady. <laughs> All this gender swapping is confusing me. Yeah, what happened to the good old days? I don't know, Jack. Yeah, the stepmother sees them, uh, you know, loving each other as father and daughter, mm-hmm. and is very annoyed by this. So. She also overhears them talking about Cinderella's mother. Oh, and like, yeah. the dad is like, oh, I miss your mother very much. I was like, you just lost your husband. Like, can't you guys, like, grief bond? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand this. Like, did you not know that he had loved his previous wife? Because right. generally speaking, that's how it works. Yeah, but I guess that's not how she thought of it. I was going to say, I guess she didn't love her husband. But then at the end, I think she says that she did. Yeah, it, that was a complete whiplash moment like i didn't like that at all yeah uh so the dad rides off the stepsisters are fighting because their bedrooms are too small and ella's like oh i've got the biggest bedroom i could let them have it and the stepmother's great then you can sleep in the attic while i redecorate all the other rooms and ella's like okay like see and it's one thing when all this happens after her dad spoiler alert Mm. dies but what? like <laughs> but at the moment he's still alive presumably coming back at which point Ella will be like hey legal owner of this household and all people in it uh <sighs> you know i had to sleep in the attic what do you think about that like mm-hmm. anyway or she could write him a letter presumably right. one would think but Ella just goes along with it, and then it's like, oh, hey, those mice live up there. So, you know, it worked out great. Roomies. Yeah. Well, and she's like, I don't have to deal with these people. So that's good. Yeah. Which, fair enough. Uh, scenes of daily life. Ella collects eggs and talks to servants. The sisters are terrible at things. Singing, most notably. That song went on for so long. Yeah. Well, as she was singing horribly, and the other daughter was drawing horribly as well, Ah. Um, the mice were hanging out. And, like, three of them were under, uh, like, a cabinet, and then one was under this chair, like, oh, can I go? And I bet it was Gus Gus. I think it was. And <laughs> so he scampers across, but then the cat sees him and is like, aha! You mean Lucifer? Yeah, Lucifer. He has a name, Tom. <laughs> so Lucifer sees Gus Gus and, like, goes to get him, but then Gus Gus just makes it under the cabinet, and Lucifer slams into it and, like, falls over. Which is hilarious except for the fact that lucifer could clearly fit under that cabinet it was like four inches high (laughs) or you know it was clearly enough like cats 
they're hunters. They're good at this anyway. They are. And they are like long and they can make themselves thinner and stuff and their bones are hollow or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kelly Anakin, cat expert. <laughs> yes. Dropping some knowledge. I don't know. They can dislocate things. Look, they can get places. They can get places. That's the important thing. Our friend and sometime podcast guest, Lauren Parker's cat, worked its way into her, like, drawer Mm -hmm. in the night one time. She opened her underwear drawer, and there was her cat. (laughs) It was like, okay. Right? Yeah. Look, this is why we don't have animals. (laughs) It is. Like, no offense to anybody who has them. Yeah, I'm sure you get a lot of it. We see their value, but just gross. Yeah. We don't want anyone in our underwear drawer except us. Exactly. That's right. Uh, some guy comes along, I think he was identified as Father John, and tells Ella that her dad is dead, and gives her that branch that he had had. Bummer. He's, he's like, his last thoughts were of you, etc., etc. So, uh, they're all poor now, or, you know, poorer. Mm-hmm. They still get to keep this, you know, mansion. So, you know, Downton Abbey poor. <laughs> Uh, so the staff all gets fired, and so Ella has to do all of their work and eat the scraps from the table. Uh, she gets named Cinderella at this point because uh, she sleeps by the fire if it's too cold in the attic, and so she gets cinders on her face. And it does kind of like hat tip the idea that that is kind of like because it's it's Daisy is the one that gives her the name. This is one of the worst performances I've ever seen committed to film. <laughs> it was so grating. I mean, and I know that she's supposed to be annoying or whatever. Yeah. But like she was terrible. Yeah. Like I didn't like it. Yeah. I would say I wouldn't say it's one of the worst performances. I'd say it was the most unpleasant and not in, you know, like I've decided to conflate the two. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, look, there's performances where the person just clearly can't act at all. Like in Mono's Hands of Fate? Yeah. Or, you know, even, yeah, but things like that. And then there's characters where they're just doing a terrible, they've made terrible choices. Yeah. And that's, terrible choices were made in this role. But anyway, so she's the one that's like, Cinderella! And they're all like, oh, very good. But it's clearly, they're humoring her because it's a dumb name and she's dumb. No, because the other sister's like, we could just call her Dirty Ella. And I'm like, that makes more sense. It does. She might be actually. dirty from other things than Cinders <laughs> at that's some right. point. And you want the name to be, you know as inclusive as possible right but cinderella it is uh so she goes to the basement and cries uh and then it's like i'm out of here and she just gallops off on a horse that you know she had access to yeah i was like where are you they're gonna like arrest you for horse thieving or something (laughs) like that right and also what are you riding to somewhere or just riding uh, but she ends up in the forest, and she, like, runs into this stag. A CGI stag. Most of the animals are CGI'd up in this, and it right. is not cute. Yeah. It's, you know... It it wasn't distracting, per se, but it was just... I was like, this is too much. Like, just have a stag. Yeah. Stags don't have facial expressions. Uh, this one did. Mm. And so they have a moment, and she's like... And then she hears, like, hunters coming, and she's like, get out of here, stag. And the stag's like, you know, good idea. But it takes a minute. Like, the stag is like, no... She's like, for serious. And the stag is like, oh, wait, right. <laughs> right. I enjoy being alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the uh, hunt comes along and it's, uh, you know, it's the prince. Let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, but he claims not to be. He's like, oh, I, I live at the palace. I'm an apprentice. I'm learning my trade because he does that. Uh, well, he's excited because she doesn't know who he is. Right, and right. And just from a civics perspective, I wonder how that's possible. <laughs> I'm like, how far did you ride? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in any case, it's uh, it's Rob Stark, who, by the way, 
Uh, clean shaven, not a good look for him. I didn't think it was as bad as you did. I thought he just, I thought just his mouth looked weird to me. I, I don't know. I thought he looked fine. Okay. That was just me then. I sign off on you. Um, what's your name? Madden? Yeah. Something Madden. Madden. John Madden? It's not John. It's not mm. Steve. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Will Madden? No, it doesn't seem right. Well. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they hang out and talk for a Richard. bit. Richard. Yes, there you go. They hang out and talk for a bit, uh, and then his courtiers are like, hey, you know, stop it. And so he goes and, and rejoins the hunt. One of the main courtier is Zaro Zanthippy Zaro <laughs> Zoro. Saxon. From uh, Game of Thrones. Right. So yes. and the other shared a casting director. Right. And the other is the previously mentioned Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. He's actually the Grand Duke. Yes. Which I don't feel was ever explained to satisfaction. Yeah. Like it was, when he was in, like later people are like, oh, the Grand Duke. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I wondered who this weirdo was. <laughs> who's always hanging around. Yeah. He's uh, the bad guy and Zaro's Xanthippe is the good guy in case you're wondering. <laughs> so then Ella's like, well, I had this great conversation. I guess I'll head back to the, you know, horrifying existence I just ran away from. And not tell you my name. Right. Yeah. She refuses should to say. You, should you want to rescue me from said <laughs> scenario, you can't. Yeah. Not clear why she doesn't. Like, it's clear why the prince doesn't explain who oh, he totally. is. Oh, totally. But he says his real name. Yeah. But it's not clear why Ella won't give her name. If she went on medieval Facebook or whatever, she'd figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> so the prince goes home and he tells his dad, who's Derek Jacoby, uh, that, you know, he met this nobody and expects him to be pleased by it. Uh, and then his dad's like dying, it turns out. Yes. And this was another just like... Well, because it was like, how is he... Like, I feel like Rob Stark asked the Grand Duke, how is he? And the Grand Duke said, like, nothing. And then Derek Jacoby, like, apparently didn't know the state of his own health. Right. We had no idea until he later died. <laughs> like, I... This is, like, honestly, good luck finding somebody from another kingdom to marry you, Rob Stark. Because this is clearly <laughs> the kingdom of people dying suddenly. Yeah. And with no warning. Right. This is three already. Yep. Although her dad was abroad, so... Well, that's true. You know, unless it's genetic. Yeah. Anyway, so they all shake that off, and the prince is going off, and he's getting his portrait painted in a majestic setting. And Rob Brighton's here, everybody! That's right. Because they couldn't get Steve Coogan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they're all talking about the upcoming ball that is apparently the traditional ball at which, by ancient custom, the prince will choose his wife. Uh, and the prince is like, meh, and he's like, fine, on one condition, you invite everybody, not just the nobility. Uh, and honestly, I didn't see much of everybody besides the nobility showing up. Right. Because, like, later when they're trying that shoe on all these people, I'm like, they weren't there. Yeah. Like, they don't have the clothes that I saw at that <laughs> ball. Right. Like, or was there some, like, unwashed corner <laughs> that they all had to stand in? Right. That was, yeah, it was like the, you know, the children's table, except yeah. for dirty, poor people. <laughs> This is the tradesman's corner. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, then the painter falls down in another weak attempt at injecting some levity into the situation. You cannot inject levity into this movie. It is so breathless. Yeah. With its own, like, self-importance and, like, goodness and sweetness and light. Yeah. 
There's well, no room for humor. There is no room for humor. And this is where, again, I feel like, I definitely feel like there was a committee. The of humor brand- in fairy tale theater was better. It was. We would much rather watch. That's a stupid assumption, Bubba. That's <laughs> yeah. a great line. Yeah. That's, yeah, and we would much rather rewatch that than rewatch this. It's also a lot shorter. Well, right. We would much but rather. But not actually by that much. Wasn't it an hour? I think it was an hour. This yeah. is an hour 40. I mean, we'd much rather watch that than an hour of this. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I feel like there was a team of branding executives that went over the script at every stage, you know, to make no, sure everything has, is appropriately reverent and. It has the most just bloodless feel to it. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's got to be script writing by committee. Yeah. I don't see how else you have a script this bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because an individual human being is incapable of producing a <laughs> script this bad. The room has a better screenplay than this. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Ella! <laughs> like, that would have been great. That would have been great. Anybody could have said it. Yeah. That knew her name. Yeah. So I guess that counts out the prince. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're tearing me apart, mystery woman. Mystery princess. Well, later. yeah. That is so annoying. I know. We can't even get into princess culture. No, and that's the thing, too, is, like, when you do this, when you're like, oh, we're going to make it real, unlike that cartoon, the cartoon has a great screenplay. Yeah, it does. There's all these things that we don't know that we don't need to know. I don't think we ever found out that Lady Tremaine's name was Lady Tremaine <laughs> until the ball. Right. Like, yeah, they just really put the cart before the horse yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. So we see Ella chatting in the market. Uh, and the announcement is made that everybody gets to go to the ball. Well, first they announce that it's the ball where by ancient custom, the prince will choose his wife and everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, it's ancient custom. How did you not know this? They uh, don't have Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she didn't even know what the prince looked like. No. You think these nobodies <laughs> give a crap how he finds his rich wife? <laughs> I do like this scene though, because her friend is like, why did you not leave? Yeah. And I'm like, that is, a li-. they did answer yeah. some of those questions where it's like, why? And I mean, on the other hand, it's like, she may not have been anywhere to go, but like, she has this friend. It's like, go stay with your friend. Yeah. No, I mean, her friend was like, I got fired from that place and I'm doing great. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> like my references checked out because <laughs> your dad's dead. Like I got my friend Bill to pretend to be your dad. <laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> Ellie goes back and tells the family about the ball, and they're all excited, and they make fun of her for th- th- uh, because they assume she doesn't know French, but she does know French. They also make fun of her for thinking that the stepmother was getting three gowns made, one of which was for her, and I'm on their side on this one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what indicate? What would indicate to you that these people would ever give you anything? Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even flatter yourself pumpkin that's right uh no but they make fun of her for not knowing french and then she like speaks a sentence in perfect french which clearly none of them speak right uh <laughs> yeah. so you know waka waka mm-hmm. uh the prince is at fencing practice uh and then zaro like beats him and then the fencing practice which consists of like a hundred dudes why are they fencing in this way and if this is like the time period that it is shouldn't they actually be sword fighting I, like, I can't even tell you. I don't know. Um, and then, so then, that's it. That's the end of practice for everybody. You know, let the, the rest of them still might have work to get in, Prince, but whatever. Maybe they just keep being like, oh, look how many friends you have. He's like, I have so many friends. <laughs> I wish I had more friends. Ugh, add another 60 people to fencing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Triple X walks off with the Prince, and uh, they talk about, you know, Mystery Woman 
and he's like, oh, follow your heart or something because he's the good guy. Yeah. Which he later reneges on, apparently, <laughs> or something. Yeah. So the stepsisters are, like, scheming over things and getting dressed and then their corsets and everything. And then they squabble and break the pink one's tiara. And then <laughs> the <they> st- pink one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and then they're fighting. And then Cinderella's like, well, they won't make me a dress, eh? I'll make my own dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She really is the Zoidberg of that household. <laughs> You've all got Zoidberg. <laughs> So the stepmother is like, oh, my daughters look so great, uh, which isn't that true. Like, I don't I don't know how you think this is going to work, stepmother. But then... Yeah, they're all really living in a delusion. <laughs> yeah. And then Cinderella walks downstairs with the dress that she made, and they're like, oh, uh, you can't go. But she's like, but I made this dress. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and the stepmom's like, oh, yeah, but it looks so fragile. And then they, like, she rips a sleeve off, and they all rip it up. And they're like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> Good job, everybody. <laughs> We, like, neutralize this person who's no threat to us whatsoever. <laughs> right. And so, no, and that's what makes me so angry, is, like, she didn't actually, like, look better than them. Yeah. Like, traditional, and, like, that I think was, like, their big feminist concession in this, is that, oh, the ugly se- stepsisters aren't ugly. <laughs> Deal with it. Because, <laughs> like, it was like, oh, they're ugly inside, and she's like, okay, like, we don't need, like, you just don't have to say anything about their appearance. Mm-hmm. Like, we see that one of them is clearly very pretty and one of them is Sophie McShera. Yeah. Like, we know that. Yeah. Who doesn't, you know, who has a certain prettiness to her, but with that hair and clothes. No, the way they're styled is terrible. And it's like they're gauche. Yeah. Gauche stepsisters. Right. But it's, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. And like, anyway, my point is, like, there was no motivation for this. Mm -hmm. Like, at least in the animated version... Uh, it was, you know, Anastasia's old beads and something else, like a ribbon or something like yeah. that, that those mice had stolen from mm-hmm. them. Um, so they saw that and like that at least is like an inciting incident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and ever after it's that like she looks better than them. Right, right. And they like know that she's been like flirting with the prince. Yeah. So she actually is a threat. Right. Like here, they're just being jerks. Yeah. For very ill-defined reasons. Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, how did, how did the animated Lady Tremaine and Anastasia and Drizella have more motivation to be <laughs> hating her? Yeah. Because it's not Cause clear at all Because we got no backstory on them. Yeah. And, I mean, we know we knew the basics, that she married Cinderella's dad, he died, and then she was like, all right, you work for me now. Yeah. But it's just like, they do all this, like, oh, like, oh, you know, backstory. But then you're like... but. It yeah. still doesn't make any sense why they're bothering her. Yeah. Like, I can see, like, essentially enslaving her the way that they do. Yeah. But, like, there's no reason for them to be as mean to her as they are. Yeah. Yeah. So Ella weeps by a fountain. Then she goes to the garden for some more weeping. Uh, but an old woman is mysteriously there. a very weeping routine. <laughs> Otherwise, she'll get mugged. <laughs> uh, so the old woman asks for milk. And she's like, sure, here's some milk. Uh, and it turns out that it's the fairy godmother. Oh, my gosh. Which Cinderella's mother had been like, is real. Yeah, uh, that's right. She was like, definitely, this is real. You should probably expect some help at some point. Yeah. And so... Or fairy- just like, where was your fairy godmother, Cinderella's mom, <laughs> when you were dying? It's a good question. It's best not to interrogate this belief system. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And, and Helen Bottom Carter's reasonably fun. And they go through the whole thing. 
Uh, you know, the pumpkin turns into a carriage. She I'll, says bibbity bobbity boo. She does. Which is not effective without the song. Agreed. Like so, that was again, it was like, just don't, don't. Just don't say it. Yeah. It's easy to say any other words. Right. Or no words. Or no words. Just point your wand and psh, Yeah, magic and it's happens. magic and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, she destroys their greenhouse. Yeah, by uh, failing to take the pumpkin out. a number... Honestly, and also, here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, Cinderella may be, like, stuck doing all this drudgery, but man... They are growing a lot of food. Like she yeah. is efficient. Like somebody should steal <laughs> her away. Like as an employee. Yeah, she's managing. The, they had a, a staff of like six or seven before her, and mm-hmm. she's running the whole thing herself. And like with no apparent like decay. Yeah, still time to sew herself a dress. Yep. Yeah, she's. A we gr- could all learn a lot from her. Yeah, she's a hard worker. Uh, so the mice become horses. Some lizards that we hadn't seen before. Uh, they become footmen. And the goose, which we had seen hanging about. His name is Mr. Goose. <laughs> so once again, they Cinderella. They call me Mr. Goose. <laughs> Cinderella, real smart and creative. Yeah. Um, he becomes the coachman uh, and then immediately announces that he cannot drive the carriage because he is a goose. This, this is, is never addressed. Right. Because he just has to drive it. Yeah. But that's like driving a team of horses is not something you can just do. No. Especially Even when they, the horses themselves are actually mice. Yeah. It's got to be a whole other training system. And also, like, and I would accept if the fairy godmother was like, oh, here, now you can drive. Here, now sure. you know how to horse. <laughs> like, but she does not do that. She does put a charm on Cinderella so that her stepmother and stepsisters won't recognize her, which later proves itself to be completely useless. Yeah. Because the stepmother figures it out within, like, seconds of coming home anyway. <laughs> right. So it's like, fairy godmother, you should take a page out of Cinderella's book and be better at your job. Yeah. Uh, and then she creates the glass slippers out of nothing. They're not turned into f- from something else like everything else was. Uh, and so she's heading off. And then she's like, oh, yeah, midnight, that whole deal. <laughs> everything will go back to the way it was, except for some reason the slippers. I have no answer for that. They last forever. Why that Maybe is. Maybe because they were new. Yeah, it could be. So the ball is happening. There's plenty of princesses there being oh, announced. There are. Like a surprising number, really. And this movie does do a nice job. Like, it's all colorblind casting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like literally the only positive thing I feel like I can say about this movie that's yeah. unabashedly positive mm-hmm. is that it puts people of color, okay, in one role. There's in one main role. In one main, oh, admittedly only in one main role, but. That's one more role than, you know, Ever After, for example. Right. And it's, it's so easy, you know, as we were complaining about with that Suffragette movie. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to just lay, well, this is taking place in a predominantly white, you know, situation. Milieu. Therefore, every single person is white. Yeah. And this one was made the effort oh, to yeah. be like, and, no. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was really cool. Like, there are servants, like the staff of their servants. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's important from a labor perspective because people only want to hire people with experience. Mm-hmm. And the more people have experience on such a highly professional shoot like this, mm-hmm. they're going to get more work. Right. And later when they're going Diversity's around... Diversity's not hard, people. Right. And later when they're going around having people try on shoes, there's people of, you know, all different skin tones and there's no consideration as to no. that it would only be white people. You know, like there's no physical description uh, going with the shoe trying on. That's true, which is more than I can say for like Hollywood casting. Oh, right. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the government. <laughs> uh, so the prince and dad discuss Mystery Forest Girl. Uh, and then the prince meets Selena, I think, who is the Spanish princess. Zalina? 
Zalina, maybe. She Except is the she's not actually from Spain. She's she, from somewhere else. Well, she's from Zaragoza, which is a city in Spain. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, your knowledge of geography comes in handy more often than I would think. <laughs> it's, it's fun. So Ella arrives fashionably late. The ball is beginning, uh, and she just walks in just grinning like an idiot. Like <laughs> she, She's like, oh, look at this front door. Oh, look at this hallway. Wow. You I know? mean, honestly, she's had a hard life. No, that, no, that's true. For the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because it isn't clear how long she's been doing this at this point. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's unclear how much time has passed. Yeah. And also... Separate from this whole prince thing, and I mean, maybe it's that the girls don't have dowries or something like that, mm-hmm. but like, why hasn't Lady Tremaine made any kind of good faith effort to actually get them husbands? Right. That seems Cause like- Cause like, they obviously suck, but there's <laughs> plenty of sucky people out there they could marry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but unaddressed. So she walks in just as the prince is supposed to announce his first partner for the first dance, and it's supposed to be Zelina or whatever. Uh, but then he sees her, and he's like, oh, would you do me the honor of the first? And she's like, dance? And he's like, ha, 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 yes. And I was like, really? N- n- no, what? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Get, you're supposed to rule <laughs> with your father's health being, you know, spotty? Yeah. So then they have their first dance, and it goes on, like, for 45 minutes. Oh, man. It was so long. <laughs> um, and her skirt is too big. Wow. That is cumbersome. <laughs> the big skirts are clearly in this yeah, season. Yeah, they are. At, at, you know, Fairyvania or wherever they are. <laughs> Fairyvania. Fairyvania. So, it's a reference to an episode of Animaniacs where Perry Como sang <laughs> the Anne Valenia theme song. And it was one of my favorite things of all time. As we're sure you all immediately realized. Well, that's why I'm explaining it now, Tom. <laughs> no, so I they know. can go look it up and enjoy it rather than watching this dirge of a movie. Yeah. Did Animaniacs ever, ever do a Cinderella thing? Um, I don't know. They did do like a Camelot type thing. Yeah. I feel like they must have had, like, just a throwaway, like, glass slipper or something somewhere, you know? They were so prolific. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, everybody gets to dance now, and the prince, like, runs off with Ella, which nobody detects. No, everybody's like... The most important person in the room walks, you know, just, like, anyway. So they, like, chat in some room, and they're like, oh, we like each other. Um... People in the ball, they're upset because, you know, the prince is missing. (laughs) (laughs) Reason to be upset. And meanwhile, he's strolling with Ella out in the garden. Uh, The Archduke is talking with Triple X on a balcony, says that he's already promised Zelina that she will be the bride, which the stepmother overhears, which is relevant somehow. Oh, I guess she uses it later. She does use it later. But then it's like, dude, you can't do that, Grand Duke. Like... Yeah. That's the whole point of this sham of a ball. <laughs> yeah. The prince- like, go find the prince. Yeah. Make him think Zelina is going to be the next prince, uh, princess or queen <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And the prince is like, I've never shown anybody this place. Here, my secret garden. And the Mary is like, get out of here. <laughs> You're not Colin. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Wick at all. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Wick. (laughs) Uh, It's got a swing in it. They spend a while debating over whether she will sit on the swing, and she eventually does. (laughs) These are the jokes. (laughs) 
uh, like her slipper falls off at some point, and he's like, what's your name? And she's like, oh, my name. My name is... Dot, dot, dot. Bong. Right. Bong. Right. Well, actually, ex- no, because it actually tolls midnight for about 15 minutes. Right. I can only assume that that was actually... There's some clocks that have a single chime every 15 minutes and then chime the hour at the top. This must have been the 1145 chime. I, I hope think so, because she been. did a lot. Yeah. So she's like, like number I, one, she got out of the garden without asking for directions. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I doubt it's that secret, Prince. Like they all let you think it's your secret. <laughs> oh, everyone in this movie is so dumb. Yeah. So she runs off. She runs through the ball. Runs into the king. Literally uh runs down a hallway at this oh, point oh she does tell the king about oh, how yeah. much his son loves him and like because that was what triple x said at some point he's like well maybe if she's as charming as you say she'll charm the king she does just that yeah she does she's got a five second window to do it nails it good job heads out into the hallway by this point the prince is starting to catch up with her she runs down the stairs the slipper comes off she hops into the carriage you know boom she's heading off uh, the prince wants to chase her, but he's like, no, the archduke's like, or grand duke is like, no, you gotta stay back. I'll go. And he goes off with like 50 horsemen to chase this carriage. Yeah, and like, they don't catch it, which is weird because it's turning into a pumpkin as they're chasing it. Right. What happens is the lizard footman who has started to turn into a lizard has a tail now and he uses the tail as they go by to pull the trigger on a portcullis that drops down behind oh, them. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. No, that, that's, that was the clever uh, scheme. Well, good job, lizard. Yeah. So meanwhile, they're galloping along uh, on a winding cliff, which kind of, it like tips over the side almost and like nearly kills them all because they're being driven by a goose. <laughs> a goose who can't drive. Yes. Not a trained goose. (laughs) He never went to goose head. Uh, And yeah, everything transforms back in a way that clearly should have killed Ella. No, (laughs) I was like, how is she not dead right now? Yeah. Like, not just the fact that the pumpkin shrank, the fact that it then dashed against some rocks in Mm -hmm. a violent manner. Yeah. Thus breaking it apart, freeing her from it. But she's just like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, so this is really unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, I think the National Transportation Safety Board has a thing or two to say. Uh, Yeah, more importantly, friends don't let friends drive pumpkin carriages, (laughs) especially if the friend is a goose. (laughs) Right. So there's a lesson there. So Ella gets back. She hides her slipper in some cinders. The step family comes back and, you know, complains about the mystery woman. Uh, then Ellie goes up to her attic. She chats with the mice a bit, writes in her diary that she's been apparently keeping all this time. Yeah, so she can write. Yeah. We know that about her now. <laughs> uh, the king is dying. It's happening now. Like, right after the ball, apparently. Yeah, that Very was Very unusual. It. Yeah. Uh, well, he had acute ball-itis, but it's ancient <laughs> custom. He couldn't, he couldn't miss it. <laughs> so... He's dying and he talks to the prince and he's like, uh, you know, Ella's okay, whatever. Like, do whatever you want, apparently. That's fine now. <laughs> I was against it before, but. Well, it's like he gives him permission. Like, you know, you're going to die. Like, he could pretty much do what he feels like. <laughs> he's going to be king. Yeah. <laughs> so in the uh, town square or whatever, there's an announcement. The new king wants this mystery woman. And uh, so Ella's like, great, I'm the mystery woman. So she gallops back home, uh, but the slipper is missing from her hidey hole in the attic. The stepmom has found it there somehow. 
uh a you know a somehow figured out it was cinderella b somehow found the well-hidden slipper like that was Uh a solid hiding place and is holding it uh and taunting her she says that you know fine she can have it and go marry the king but she insists that uh she be like head of head of household head of the household and the daughters have you know positions or whatever and uh she'll be making all the decisions and Ella, who has two options at this point, one is she could go along with that, become a queen, and be like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I lied. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> uh, well, she's not allowed to lie even to a horrible person because that wouldn't be kind or courageous. Apparently not. So she just says, no, I'm not going to let you, you know, ruin the kingdom like you ruined, uh, you know, this house or whatever. And the stepmom's like, okay, uh, and smashes the slipper. And she's like, oh. So then the stepmom heads to, oh yeah, and then, uh, uh, Ella asks her why she's so evil, uh, and it's, it's unclear. No, she's like, because you're so good and sweet and innocent, and then she just stops and leaves. Yeah. And when she says, and I, and then stops and leaves. Yeah. Like, you're what? You're old and mad? Like, I, that's fine. That's the <laughs> yeah, way to be. Sure. So anyway, the stepmom goes to the Grand Duke. And it's like, here's what's happening, uh, and I could ruin your whole plans for the kingdom by introducing the king and Ella, so I'm not going to do that as long as you make me countess. And the Grand Duke's like, uh, I accept. So the king is told that this glass heel was found by the road, so like, surely it's hopeless now. But the king's like, no, I insist that she be found. And the Grand Duke says, well, fine, we'll look for her, but you got to promise if we don't find her that you'll marry Zelina. And the king is like, well, she's... Also, isn't he the king? Can he decide what to do or what to not do? Appar- I don't know. Apparently not. Uh, Grand Duke is a, apparently a much more powerful position than you would think. Uh, so the king's like, fine. Uh, you know, Zelina's not that bad. So women all over are trying on the slipper. Uh, even even a, a homely baker is given the chance to try it on. But when she takes her shoe off, her feet smell so bad that all the men there faint. Did they actually faint? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. I was uh-huh. in the kitchen a lot during this movie, <laughs> You were. <laughs> uh, we were. Well, we were eating and cleaning up and things like that. But yeah, that was, so that was a great joke. Uh, an old lady is also, they, they come in and there's like, oh, here's the person to try on and it's this old lady. And they're like, nope, you can't even try it on. This is horrible. Yeah. Well, also, can they not put out a poster? <laughs> how does her, how does her random servant friend not know it was her? I don't. I I can't explain. This, this. is absurd. Yeah. Anyway, the more I think about it, the matter I get. <laughs> Ella's house is, of course, the very last house that they're trying. Naturally enough. Uh, and so well, they're in there. This case, that actually makes sense since he knows that she's there. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, so they're there. The sepsisters try the slipper on, uh, and it of course doesn't fit because implicit in this whole thing is that Ella has literally the smallest feet in the entire kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which, like, they must be, like, freakishly small, yeah. you know? She's, like, walking on toothpicks. <laughs> right. Uh, so they're like, well, that's it. We've tried it on everybody in the kingdom, so it's all done. Game over. Uh, but meantime, Ella, who's been trapped in the attic, not really knowing what's going on, she's just sort of started singing to, like, amuse herself. And the mice uh, open up a window, and then they, downstairs, they, like, hear that there's a fair maiden singing. And they're like, hey, what's going on here? And the Grand Duke is like, oh, no, 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 I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just, you know, the wind or whatever. <laughs> I was like, let's get out of here. 
But surprise, the king is one of the armed guards that's been uh, accompanying them the whole time in disguise. Like, and he's like, aha, Grand Duke, I've got you this time. And the Grand Duke is like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Anymore! <laughs> so, yeah. They, uh, they head up into the attic. Uh, oh no, the stepmother and like, I don't know what happens. Something happens in the attic and the stepmother's like, ah, and... Yeah, oh, she, like, tries to, like... Oh, she tries to say that she's her mother. Yeah. And Cinderella's like, you're not my mom. You ain't never been my mom. You'll never be my mom. Eh." Yeah. And we missed when she was breaking that shoe before, like, she told her whole, like, life story, and it was very not convincing. Yeah, she was like, once upon a time, there was me, and I had a fairly ordinary life, and now you should feel sorry for me. No, and it's like... Don't you can't you can't be meta in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is not a movie that supports any sort of meta textual analysis. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Ella comes down. She announces herself as Cinderella. I'm like, you don't have to be Cinderella anymore. No, that was a name to make fun of you. Like, you don't have to be Zit Face Ella anymore if that's what they <laughs> named you. Like, you can just be your. She did have a zit. Oh yeah, I saw it in the ballroom scene. Excellent. They didn't zap it out and post. <laughs> I got you this time, Disney. <laughs> uh, they, they're going to claim that it's empowering. <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so forth. Uh, slipper fits. Uh, they're heading off. And the stepmom's, like, standing there on the stairs. And Ella's like, I forgive you. Why? You don't have to forgive her any more than you need to call yourself Cinderella. You can just leave. Right. Uh, voiceover, it turns out, like, she forgave her, yes, but they were also exiled permanently for treason. Yeah, so, so... Not the most forgiven you could be. Well, I mean, that wasn't even her call. She probably was like, oh, but, like, I have to be kind and courageous. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, maybe they were going to have the original, you know, drawn and quartered and the public garret and everything. And yeah. And she, she reduced it to exile. But Disney decided not to mention that part. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Eric... Ella and the king are married, and they kiss on a balcony, and the people are thrilled, and that is the end of the movie. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard. It was hard. To watch. And just semi-inexplicably, like... No, everything should have been fine, but there was like a bitter aftertaste. Yeah. It to just, everything. You could just... It was like, you know, all this work went into it, and all... And just... And just, it's just like, it's just like, it's like uh, a souffle that just never rose, you mm-hmm. know? It just pff, sits there. Like, it just, <laughs> there's just nothing happened. Yeah. It was, it was a shame. So, yeah. So, we hope you didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you did, maybe you liked it. I don't yeah, know. Maybe you did. It's not out of the question. Yeah. It's just like, not our particular cup of glass slipper. Yeah. It's not like I can't imagine liking it. I just didn't at all. Yeah. And like, Lily James was like, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all fine. Yeah. 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 Fine and boring. Yeah. So I guess that was the advice Cinderella's mother gave her, really. <laughs> also, how come Cinderella's mother didn't tell her husband, like, hey, if you're going to marry somebody after I'm dead, maybe make sure that they're not going to horribly mistreat your daughter. She thought she didn't need to say that. But apparently. Yeah. All right. Well, well uh, that brings us to a close on uh, day two of the 12 Days of Downton. That's right. So until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs luncheon out. <laughs>